You're listening to Leadership on the Ground, Season 2. Leadership on the Ground in real time. Learning, recognizing, and knowing what is needed is not enough in business today. Leaders need to be able to apply their skills on the ground and in real time to make a meaningful impact. This series is brought to you by the international best-selling book, Leadership Rigor, your source and reference for achieving breakthrough performance and productivity. Leading yourself, leading teams, and leading organizations. And now, here are your hosts, Todd Schnick and Erica Peetler. All right, welcome back. Good morning. I'm your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Erica Peetler. Good morning, my friend. How are you? I am great. Good morning to you too. We are off and running. Uh, last week's conversation about entry points was uh, eye-opening, uh, but today's conversation is around leveraging personal power, and that's going to be very, very important. But before we go there, remind us, Erica, what uh, this season of Leadership on the Ground is all about. Why does leadership in real time matter? Yeah, so leadership on the ground. Let's just make sure we understand that piece first, right? Leadership is a skilled profession, and it's all about our behaviors. That's actually what shows up on the ground every day, our behaviors. In our Leadership on the Ground series, we've been talking about the importance of becoming a consciously competent leader, which means we know what we are doing, we know how to do it, and we know why we're doing it, because as leaders, we're asked to build the talent bench. So to do this, we need to be consciously competent. Now, why is that important? If we don't have conscious discipline and positively practice our leadership skills on the ground, we're not going to positively influence performance and productivity. And this is what we're looking for. In season two, we're raising the bar here and we're asking our listeners to not just cross that knowing doing gap and put their leadership skills on the ground, but to do it at the speed of business. And the speed of business is in real time, proximal to events and proximal to entry points. Yeah, great stuff, Erica. This is going to be a great series. But today's episode on personal power, it's really intriguing me. Walk me through. I mean, this is an interesting subject. Do we have multiple types of power? Yeah, you know, personal power is really just one of three major powers that we really have an ability to leverage and use. And let me start by saying one that we're pretty familiar with, position power. That's when someone can make demands of us because of the position that they're in and have potentially authority over us. And this is something that really isn't very much used as much today in the business world because it's not really cool. I mean, we're dealing with knowledge workers who want to get the best talent out of people. So we actually find most leaders today trying to neutralize position power. The second power, though, is expertise power, right? You might be a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant. So, you know, you might be a subject matter expert, so you command some expertise and respect. But personal power, Todd, that's what today is about. Personal power is really the biggest power that we have because it's about our ability to personally influence. And we're all leaders and we all actually have personal power. So this is really just about influence, right? It's about influence. So what are the components of personal power, right? You're trying to influence for the greater good. You're trying to help other people presence themselves and establish their voice and build their confidence in front of their peers and colleagues. So what is it that would be the mandate to leverage your personal power? What would you be doing? And, you know, I'll just give you a couple of examples, right? You know, we've probably experienced sitting in a room where a colleague will challenge us or be curious about our point of view, or courageously ask us a question or call us forth. These are ways that our colleagues are actually using their personal power to influence the dynamics and actually be a supportive uh, force for us, which I don't know if that sounds surprising to you or not, but that's actually how personal power gets leveraged. We may equally have our colleagues listen to us 
you know, really deeply hear, support, or encourage us. Again, applications of using their personal power to get the best content and issues out on the table and to really help us show up in the best way that we can. Yeah, I think it's important to emphasize here that we, when you're talking about a leader with personal power, that leader is thinking about and focused on you, not them, right? That is so right on. That is so right on. That's exactly the critical issue. And it's about leaders who are able to do a couple of things, but it is absolutely about their ability to focus on you and their ability to focus on the issue. And one of the things that might be surprising, you know, we throw out the word charisma a lot, right? And what's your view of charisma? I mean, just out of curiosity, I mean, like, how would you describe charisma just off the top of your head? I mean, what, what does it, what does it sound like or feel like to you? Someone likable, trustworthy, and approachable. Yeah, you know, likable, trustworthy, approachable, right? All of these dynamics that have a little bit of this energy force associated with them, right? They're somehow attractive to us. You sense and you feel charisma. Leader has a look, a presence. You know, they kind of exude confidence. And we're willing to actually almost give trust blindly somehow, right? But, you know, one of the things that's really important and where charisma and uh, personal power are a little bit different is does the person with charisma have content, right? You know, are they able to really talk about the issues? Sometimes you may have someone with charisma, but they may be an empty suit. Have you ever run into an empty suit in your life? Every day. <laughs> so the empty suit. And this is something that I became familiar with really, really early on in my career because I noticed that there were a lot of young leaders that were contemporaries of mine, peers of mine, and they got a lot of fast track attention because they had a look about them. They had an energy about them. They had that easygoing smile. They really had nice communication skills. They had those easygoing relationship skills. But you realize over some time that they weren't as disciplined in really developing fully and taking on the content piece. So they were these unconsciously competent leaders, right? They had that early gift of the currencies of communication and leadership, but they didn't really do the hard work to develop the content. Those people with personal power, they actually have the content. They have what we would probably refer to as that gravitas, that ability to have that wise counsel and wisdom. But they also, back to what you said, they really have their eye on other people. So they're compassionate. So they put together this really powerful package where they understand the issues. They have compassion for the people that they're working with. They want them to be the best players that they can be on the field. And they have gravitas. So they're able to meld both the content and the insights of people. And they really create this very dynamic environment around them, which is why we're so attracted to them. Hmm. I have a lot to think about here. All right, Erica and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the new international best-selling book, Leadership Rigor. This groundbreaking book will turn everything you think you know about leadership upside down. Leadership Rigor explores how to achieve breakthrough performance and productivity through leading yourself, leading teams, and leading at the organizational level. Author Erica Piedler outlines for her readers how to become change-ready leaders. Change-ready leaders are capable of embracing challenges with agility and optimism because they have the tools, models, and language to assess, structure, and facilitate solutions. Leadership is a skill that can be learned and practiced. Take the rigor challenge and ask yourself, do you want to lead mindfully and skillfully? Or do you want to subject your teams and organizations to your unstructured thoughts and approaches? The choice is yours. Will you rigor it? You can purchase Leadership Rigor on Amazon or by visiting ericpeedler.com. 
All right, Todd Schnick back with Erica Petler. We're talking about leveraging personal power. So can I just go out in the world, Erica, and declare I have personal power? I mean, is it that simple? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, that's a great question. You really can't because it's one of those things where it's someone else declares that you have personal power and allows you to influence them. So you can't really declare it. In fact, that's funny because in a couple of workshops, when people misunderstand the concept, you know, they'll say, well, you know, I'm, I'm trying to use my personal power. And I think that's great. But to actually be looked at as having personal power, that's someone else's decision to make. So yeah, you can't really declare it, but other people will validate it for you by being influenced by you or stepping into that space and being their best selves. And you kind of helped call that forth and called that out. That's you really demonstrating your personal power. Well, it's one of those classic examples of where if you have to declare it, then you don't have it. Yeah, I definitely. Would, I would suspect. You know, I'm thinking back to season one where we talked about style versatility. Is there any? Does that have any relevance here? Yeah, great, great question because how you use your personal power, right? You're going to be really thinking about style diversity and directing is certainly not getting the openness and the best out of people. So, you know, when you're directing, that's a little bit of imposition, not a lot of influence. So not a great use of personal power. I would say that when you look at the different leadership styles, when you are using participative leadership or facilitative leadership, you're conducting a meeting, you may be asking people different questions, trying to get the input from a variety of diverse voices in the room. That's when personal power really comes into play, when you're using that participative and facilitative leadership style. You know, we talked about entry points in our first episode last week, and we were talking about introverts and extroverts, right? So a great way to use your personal power and to link that with the participative or the facilitative style is to be really mindful of the extroverts and the introverts in your room and literally create an entry point, pause, and ask your introvert to participate. So hopefully they're prepared and they're seeking that entry point. But sometimes as an extroverted leader or just as a leader, we have to slow down the pace of the conversation in the room and create some openings for our introverts and us reaching out in real time in that meeting and asking that introvert to participate and asking what their point of view is that's a way of us influencing the room, influencing that individual and using our personal power. Yeah, absolutely. You know, thinking again about the foundation that we built in season one, I'm curious uh, how emotional intelligence factors here. Yeah, this is actually, that's a really, that's a good link between the, uh, the two seasons. So in emotional intelligence, right? So just so everyone is on the same page, self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationships. When people have strong personal power, they tend to be those people that have an outstanding level of self-awareness. They know who they are. They know what their strengths and their weaknesses are. And they have a good handle on self-management, right? Because it's not really about them. People with strong personal power are in service to others, as you had mentioned, right? So it's about their uh, perspective on the issues and on the other people. So they tend to be quite excellent at emotional intelligence from a self-awareness and self-management standpoint. And we know this because personal power is really working at the social awareness level, right? It's really working at how do I get the most out of people? How do I ask the right question? How do I hear, listen, support, and encourage my colleagues to participate? And in doing that, right, and again, helping others to presence themselves in real time, to establish their voice, to build their confidence in front of their peers and colleagues, I'm building more close relationships with them, 
I'm influencing them. And my personal power is growing in their eyes. And they're really looking to me as a leader, which is what you want to be doing, right? So it's interesting how we can be focused on the issue, serving other people. And the result is we tend to grow our personal power and our influence. Yeah, no doubt about that, Erica. Great stuff. Uh, All right. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode. We'll return next week to discuss intention and impact. You won't want to miss that. So on behalf of myself, my co-host, Erica Pietler, that's it for this episode, season two of Leadership on the Ground in Real Time. We'll return next week. We'll see you then. 